I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. Self-esteem is a topic that comes up time and again in my work with teenagers and also with parents. And the question of how to parent with esteem, you know, that is investing in our own self-esteem as parents, as well as our children's, is something that I have spoken about on this podcast in a few different ways before. But today I wanted to speak specifically about boys and self-esteem. Now, in doing so, I'm going to make reference to, of course, you know, this is not just something for boys and it's equally relevant to girls. Girls. But I think so often the conversation about self-esteem has been framed through the lens of how it, you know, maybe disproportionately affects young girls and how we really need to be aware of that and really focus on it and how we raise our girls. But I've done some work with the Dove Self-Esteem Project, who are now in their second year of research into the self-esteem of children aged between 10 and 17 years old in Ireland. But this year, the research included specific questions and was able to separate out percentages um, that pertain to boys on their self-esteem. And this is really what I wanted to draw on here in response to all of the questions I get on this and the questions that come into me range from you know things like my teenage boy speaks negatively about his body and how he looks to things like my teenage boy has dropped out of sports that he used to love doing and I don't know why or what's going on he seems flat and withdrawn should I be worried and those kinds of questions and of course by the time you're writing in a question to me you're already a little bit worried anyway and the research I'm talking about backs up all of the worries we're holding as parents and the questions you're sending in. For example, you know, 62% of boys in Ireland have not attended an extracurricular activity because of the way they felt about their appearance. You know, six out of 10 or 57% of boys are reporting they don't have high body esteem. Now, Again, I'm saying the boys' statistics here as they pertain to the question. Equally, you know, this this is affecting girls. You know, slightly higher percentages of girls don't have high uh, body esteem and also do not attend extracurricular activities because of how they feel about their appearance because body image affects both boys and girls. But what this is showing us is how it affects both boys and girls is actually more similar than we maybe previously gave consideration to. For example, 73% of boys and 61% of girls believe there's too much pressure to be good looking or beautiful and 64% of our boys believe there's too much importance placed on how you look and making young people happy and equally a very similar percentage of girls are feeling that same way and I think you know there's so much in here as I'm you know I don't want to kind of go statistic 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 I do want to frame this with what it means and moreover what we can do about it but that statistic on opting out of extracurricular activities is particularly interesting as participation in those types of activities activities actually strengthens and enhances self-esteem in young people. So when we read that, you know, the majority, when you boil it down, the majority of our kids aged between 10 and 17, so pre-teens right through teenage years, are opting out based on their appearance and feeling like they don't have the confidence to participate, then not participating, of course, is going to exacerbate that. That's really worrying and really, really concerning. So we have a crisis in self-esteem and the majority of our children aged between 10 and 17 years old are struggling to varying degrees granted, but are struggling with how they think and feel about 
about their appearance. So this is not something that we can afford to avoid. We need to consciously make this um, a part of our parenting and a proactive part as well. And any of you who've heard me speak about self-esteem before will know that I say things like, you know, praise effort over outcome or be specific in your praise. And where I'm drawing this be specific in your praise and the effort over outcome, that really comes from statistics that have come out of research done in the Stanford toddler studies. And they show that, you know, for praise to be effective in impacting in a meaningful and sustained way self-esteem of children, it has to be specific. So in other words, don't make generalized statements or at least, you know what, at least don't only make generalized statements. You know, if you say something like you were amazing today, that does not have the impact that you did great passing of the ball. I could see you looking around and taking time before you pass the ball to a friend. Well done. You know, that second statement is going to have a greater impact in that child's self-esteem because generalized and over-the-top praise can inadvertently communicate to our children that in order to please us, they must be perfect or amazing. Whereas spotlighting some specific effort that we notice helps them to know that they're capable of doing more of that. Oh yeah, I did take my time and look around today. I can be mindful of that and really focus on doing more of that the next time. And I see that there are practical ways that I can elicit praise from you and then use your specific praise in a meaningful way that will strengthen and enhance my performance, but also perception of myself. And another point I would re-emphasize here that I've made before is that the use of body-based nicknames, you know, things that we say to little kids really casually like, oh, hello, Buddha belly or pudge or skinny malink or stretch or anything that is a name that is body-based. They're just not helpful for self-esteem. And we really need to focus our statements and commentary on what our bodies can do rather than what they look like. And as always, our children take their emotional and behavioral cues from us grown-ups. So that means we have to watch how we speak about our own bodies as well. You know, don't sigh, don't pat so-called problem areas of your body or pinch parts of your body and oh gosh, as you look in the mirror, because they're looking at you, looking at yourself. They're listening to you talk about yourself. You know, don't grumble about how you have to go exercise, but try to reframe that to, oh, I get to go to the gym now, or oh, look at the time I get to go for my walk or my run now, or whatever it is. So instead of seeing it as something you have to do, you're looking at it as something that you get to do. And this small shift in language can be a turning point in terms of how we think and feel about our bodies. Now, again, I'm not saying that you just making that one change is going to mean no self-esteem issues here for me or my child of course not but it's that beginning of, of us becoming more conscious and mindful of the type of language and words we're using and if we can speak kindly to and about ourselves it really enhances our skills to do that for others as well and inspires those looking and listening to us to do the same for themselves and these are you know, practical things to focus on. But I'm going to add that in my work with that, you know, Dove Self-Esteem Project I mentioned, I've been exploring their practical resources that are available on the Dove Self-Esteem Project website. Or do you know what I did was I actually put a link to that in my Instagram. So if you find me at Joanna Fortune on Instagram and go to my bio, you'll see a link there. And the reason I'm flagging that loudly is because there are practical 
accessible, free resources that are actually really good and helpful. So many of you are saying that, you know, you're doing now what I'm suggesting above, you know, regarding body talk and praise, but you feel like your teens are already in the throes of a self-esteem crisis. And as such, it's hard for them to draw benefit from what you're trying to do in this regard. Um, So these free resources I'm talking about specifically, there's uh, if you log on, there's one called Confidently Me. Um, that has these kind of mini little um, exercises, activities that you can do and uniquely me um, that has lots of resources and articles and really practical ways to help you to kickstart the conversation. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes we do need that, don't we? We need something that we can go, OK, but how do I bring it up and how do I get it going? So these are going to be a huge help to you in that regard in kickstarting a conversation on self-esteem, but also useful ways um, to bring up the conversation when it might feel a little awkward or sensitive to do so at home or where did that come from? Why are you suddenly bringing that up? You can also, of course, as I've said before, link it to always oh, listening to this podcast and it was discussing this whole self-esteem idea and it's not something you and I've spoken about in a while and I really wanted to get your thoughts on it. Of course, you can pin it to something like that as well. Um, but for too long, I think that self-esteem has been focused on as a topic that affects girls only. And it's just not my clinical experience. And now we see the research just doesn't bear that out, that self-esteem is something that affects all of our children you know regardless of their you know gender identity this is exactly affecting all of our children it affects all of us you know to be honest it's not just a a thing for children it's something we as grown-ups need to be aware of and I've spoken you know with a lot of teenage boys in my clinical practice who speak about their fears that their body type doesn't measure up to what they see as representative of teenage boys on tv shows where, of course, the supposed 16-year-old on screen is being played by a fully grown 30-year-old actor. But, you know, it's hard for me in the moment of looking at it to see that's not really a teenager. That's a grown man. That's why their body doesn't look like mine or mine doesn't look like theirs. But, you know, the teenage boys I'm I'm thinking of right now, they're speaking about pressures to achieve a certain body type for sports. Also, you know, trying to have a particular physique to impress their peers or to feel confident with their peers. And teenage boys who are, you know, counting what they eat, ingesting large amounts of creatine or protein supplements to bulk up, you know, that phrase, and exercising excessively, but not for fun, but actually exercising for body image reasons. So there's no fun or joy or pleasure in it for them. So we have to ensure that our boys are growing up with a healthy body image a healthy sense of self and confidence to hold their space in the world just as we have to worry about that with our girls as well and it's there's no point in us sitting there and worrying and worrying we need to know that there are practical things that we can do and resources that we can access in this regard to support us in supporting them and this is all a big part of it but we also do it by ensuring that they know they are not how they look Um, But they are who they are, you know, how they think, how they feel, how they behave towards themselves, how they behave and think and feel towards others. And that's what matters. And that's what we're focusing on. Of course, social media big part of our teenagers lives um, it also features strongly in your questions about self-esteem as you send them to me and just like many things in the world and in our lives there are pros and cons to social media engagement um, in that same research that the dove self-esteem project brought out eight in ten young people in ireland aged between 10 and 17 are actively using social media daily that's 80 percent of those who were surveyed and young people are you know they report that they look for validation from their friends and social media is a 
key platform where they seek approval. 64% of boys feel that social media creates more pressure for people to look a certain way and an equally high percentage of girls reported the same. And again, focusing on our boys here, 37% of boys feel worse about themselves after spending time on social media. Actually, it's a higher percentage of girls in that regard, but 37% is a significant number in and of itself. But it highlights when we look at that with girls and boys, that social media can have a negative effect on young people's self-esteem, on their body confidence. And again, this isn't about saying, therefore, ban social media, because, you know, sometimes we're thinking, well, the horse has bolted. What do we do about it? I would take a creative approach to this one. Take a selfie, sit together and use photo altering apps to show how easily an image can be distorted, almost beyond recognition and certainly beyond reality so that you can play with it and go, you know, gosh, I really need to have a critical eye when I'm looking at images online because they've probably been distorted and edited before being posted. You know, you could take a sample as well of some of the comments on social media posts that range from complimentary to outright nasty. And there are no shortage of those, let me tell you. And you could sit opposite each other, facing each other and take turns saying those comments out loud to each other to show that what is written online has an impact in reality and often are things that we may not feel comfortable saying when face to face with someone. And you can also do a piece of, gosh, you know, why would somebody write that? Look at how uncomfortable it is to say it. Do you think people write things without being aware someone is reading those and they're taking that on and feeling about it? And you can really go and deepen empathy, self-awareness and awareness of others, which is really important in terms of investing in our young people's self-esteem as well. But this, this activity also includes normalizing paying compliments because I want you to include the complimentary stuff as well and reflecting how giving and receiving compliments affects self-esteem, you know, in a positive way, just as the nasty stuff affects self-esteem in a negative way. But we want to reframe and say, we're not going to do that, but what can we do instead? And you could even do a little thing that going for a walk with your young person um, and paying a compliment to a stranger. Oh, I really like, you know, what you're wearing or you have such a nice smile or whatever it might be I mean you'll make the other person the stranger's day by doing it but you're also showing your teenager how to show kindness to others and that you know compliments matter they matter a lot. I think as well, they'll be interested in what interests your teenagers. You know, watch their favorite shows with them without ridiculing what you see or telling them it's stupid or ridiculous. You know, actually sit and enjoy them enjoying it. You know, have that shared joy moment. Listen to their music and allow them to see you enjoy their music and ensure that your toes follow your nose when they speak. And what I mean by that is when your teenager is looking to talk to you, that you don't just answer them while looking at something else or, you know, turn sideways and give them half a look and say, oh, yeah, 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 that's grand. But actually turn to fully face them and listen when they speak, because this teaches them that they are interesting people. And that, of course, is going to boost their self-esteem. And, you know, finally, just think back to when you were their age and how that felt. How were you engaged with by your parents or the adults in your life? And how do you wish it had been? Be that adult in your teenager's life now. But feel assured that this is an issue for most of us parents in supporting most of our children through this, again, to varying degrees. There are resources out there. It's something I cover a lot in my book, um, 
15 minute parenting the teenage years and like I said you know I always like to celebrate when somebody brings out practical really useful research-based resources and those are there the link is in my bio again for the Dove self-esteem project resources that have just come out so let's get out there and start boosting self-esteem I hope you found this helpful thank you for listening I'd love if you could leave a positive review share this with a friend or a few friends or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15 minute parenting.